0: hello 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 to my loves and happy valentine's day by the time you're listening to this it is my favorite holiday and day of the year i hope you are having a wonderful valentine's day or i hope your valentine's day was wonderful i hope you're having a wonderful monday or tuesday whenever you're listening to this i am so excited for today's episode i'm trying to do a hybrid of like three solo episodes and one guest episode a month. Hopefully that's how it stays because we're in some big talks to shift this podcast into something crazy and amazing and really exciting. And you guys are going to be the first to know about all of that good stuff. But for now, we have our first guest today and I'm so excited and we're going to get into it. But first, some updates. I had a great weekend. I celebrated Valentine's Day with my friends. We did a little Valentine's prom. Then I had my staycation with Scorpio Boy, and we just went to Dumbo, and it was great. We went to this place called Randolph Beer. If you're in New York, I highly recommend it. It was like a really cool beer hall. So much fun. We got a couple's massage. I got to go to the gym and get some R and R, and all, all around, great weekend. We had a little Super Bowl thing that we went to. It was really fun. And yeah, that's pretty much the whole shebang. I got my Venus et Flora flower for eternal love. We're celebrating our one-year anniversary, and I'm really excited about that too. It's just crazy. I've never dated someone this long, and I feel like we're back in the second honeymoon stage, which is really great, and I just love him so much. So I'm very happy about that. And now this is the week where everything comes to a head. So my TED Talk is on Thursday, and my book proposal is due on Friday, basically And I'm fucking freaking out. And I cannot believe that I am procrastinating. I'm not procrastinating because like there's other things to be done, you know, like there's ads and then there's the podcast and then there's like, you know, paying attention to the people that I love and then there's exercising and then there's all these things and there's meetings and there's interviews and there's whatever. And it's so good. You know, it's good to be overwhelmed, but I'm I'm looking forward to the TED Talk being over, not because it has not been so cool and fun and crazy, but because it's a lot. Like I'm flying to Ann Arbor for 48 hours and it's gonna be crazy, but it's gonna be fine. And then I come back and then things are happening, and then I go to LA, and like as I as I'm talking to you guys right now, I'm thinking about my to-do list, like figuring out the rest of my schedule in LA and like that's how I feel. But it's all good things. You know, it's okay to be a little overwhelmed sometimes. I'm trying to take care of myself to the best of my ability. And I'm excited that I get to do things like relax and talk to you guys instead of, you know, look at my to-do list and question the reality of my life. So that's me. That's everything that's going on. I just needed to like debrief about this Kanye West thing though, before we get into the episode. Guys, I seriously, I think that this is insane. I was trying to dumb it down and think to myself, imagine if my ex-husband was posting my new boyfriend and being like, dickhead. (laughs) You would be like, I need a restraining order. That's crazy. And if you put it into context and you're like, and he's really famous and the boyfriend is like also famous and then she's also like, it's nuts. Like it is so much. It's, I'm like shook. So I just think it's also incredibly and wildly entertaining, and I do feel bad for Kim Kardashian. Um, So that's my two cents on it. I think it's, like, really just an interesting situation. And also, I listened to the Call Her Daddy episode with Julia Fox. Now, I'm not a big Call Her Daddy listener, but I do think that Alex Cooper has gotten really good at interviewing her – you know like guests and not talking about herself and like obviously people that are fans of her want to talk her to talk about herself but she's positioned herself to be like a pretty good interviewer which I you know I'll give her that I don't listen to the podcast unless it's like a guest that I want to listen to so I listened to the Julia Fox episode the other night and all I have to say is like people are making fun of her and I get it like it's a little ridiculous if you listen to it she's talking about how you know she was partying in New York when she was 12 and doing all these drugs and like you can't know how much of it is true but I assume most of it is and like you know she didn't really have a lot of rules she had this like weird family dynamic growing up all this stuff it's really interesting and then she talks about kanye obviously and i think a lot of people are like saying like oh she's so dumb to be with kanye like look at his instagram obviously he's not over kim She's not dumb. She knows he's not over Kim. Like, who knew Julia Fox as a household name really before she started dating Kanye in this sort of controversial manner? Like, I wasn't looking up her Instagram and, like, thinking about her as a person of interest who is in connection to Kim Kardashian and that whole elite world of celebrity. And I'm not saying that's, like, an okay or cool thing to do, but if that's what you want, like, she did exactly what she needed to do to get what she wanted, which was, like, notoriety. An infamy, you know what I mean? Like I think people are like so consumed in the whole her being like, uh, yeah, I'm Yaze Mia's like Anka Jams," like that whole quote that she did that people are making fun of. Like she's saying this shit because now millions of people are talking about her. Like she's she and then Alex Cooper asked her, you know, like, "Do you ever get jealous of Ye's ex and like how close they seem or whatever?" And she said no. And then she was like, "Obviously, there're residual feelings, but like." i you know he's with me now and part of me like originally was like girl like wake up like look at his instagram he's literally instagramming god bring my family back like he he's been begging for kim back but then part of me is like she knows like she's not stupid she knows that he wants kim back she knows probably that if kim was like fine kanye and take you back like she's gonna he she's gonna end up not with him anymore but she doesn't care because he is serving the exact purpose for her that she needs, regardless if we think that's an okay purpose, and she is serving the exact purpose that he needs, regardless if we think that's okay too. I think it is utterly fascinating. She is so fascinating to me after watching this, not in a way that I'm a fan, because you guys know how I feel about like separating celebrities from the art they create, like I'm not really a fan girl of a lot of celebrities but in a way that like she's a social experiment that I'm watching from afar and like trying to understand I think it's like beyond interesting okay so that's that on that I guess in a similar vein the Super Bowl halftime show I thought was really good I love Snoop Dogg I don't know about you guys I think he's hilarious I love his friendship with Martha Stewart I thought Mary looked just so good that outfit and her background dancers was amazing Eminem was so good I thought it was great I am, you know, a real, true Beyoncé Super Bowl halftime performance fan. I think that's, like, the best one. Hers, Lady Gaga's, Katy Perry's, those are sort of my holy trinity. This one was really good, though. And I feel like after last year, I was a bit disappointed. I really liked this year's Super Bowl halftime performance. And also, like, I figured the Rams were going to win. I don't know about you guys, I was pretty certain. I mean, but it was a good game. I don't know why I'm talking about football. I don't really care about it. But, like, it was a good game. I drank margaritas. Like, I did my thing. It looked cute. Like, it was a vibe. I think I'm kind of maxing out of the, like, college days of, like, let's sit around and watch sports and drink beer. And, like, maybe that's, like, a bro thing. But, like... I'm more into, like, let's go to a cocktail bar or, like, a comedy show. And I'm not yucking anybody else's yum. If you like to go to that college bar and, like, you're in college or, like, this is, like, you're still in your young 20s and you're still living out that college adrenaline, that's fine. It's just not my shit anymore, I don't think. And so I kind of was, like, not over it, but, like, we went to a classy Super Bowl party that I had so much fun at. And I was, like, this is really cool. And it kind of got me thinking, like, I kind of prefer that adult, like, cocktail bar, suave, chic sort of a thing. And I kind of want to lean into that more okay well that's pretty much all i have for you guys i'm really busy and stressed out like i feel like i'm on the verge of tears today just because i think i have so much going on and it's piling up and making me feel like there's an elephant sitting on my chest so i'm going to try to relax a little and you guys are going to listen to this amazing episode with my first guest of the new era of miss congeniality miss ellie schnitt If you don't know her you need to look her up you're gonna love her especially if you're a twitter girly ellie got her start on twitter she's also a midwestern girly from illinois a woman after my own heart i always felt just so drawn to her because she's like an ex-theater kid she loves to sing and perform she just performed at 54 below and her just like jargon and tone on twitter is just literally everything to me she's also a cancer son which i just found out when i was doing some research on her And that makes me love her even more. But I'm gonna let her do most of the talking because she just has the best dating advice and the best outlook on New York City and social media and everything else. So thanks so much for listening, you guys. And without further ado, enjoy the episode with Ellie. I will see you next week. I love you. I am extremely excited to welcome a guest here today I know it's our first guest in like months but this is one that's very special to me because I think that if there is one person on the internet that has raised me it is literally this woman so um you might know her as the queen of twitter miss ellie schnitt hello hi how are you today (laughs) I'm good. I'm like gonna cry from your intro, but Dude, I I like it's so funny. And I think I'm sure you have a similar experience, but do you ever follow someone for so long and then like you also start doing social media and then you're like, oh wait, this is someone I could actually like know, like I could actually connect to now. That is how I feel about you. Like I feel like you were the OG Twitter girly for all of us like that were obsessed with Twitter.
1: I was kind of the OG Twitter girly. Like Tell me
0: how that started. Like, what do you remember your first tweet? Like, were you always just tweeting and then something took off or was it like a one-time thing that turned into this? I have had Twitter
1: since I was 15. Oh, okay, So like, it's
0: been, it's been a journey.
1: Yeah. Like, I, and I've loved Twitter. Like, none of my friends used it at all, but I would be like every morning, like, you know, like, old people, like, look at the news every morning. Like, I'd be 15 years old, 6 a.m., like, getting ready for school, and I'd have, like, Twitter open on my phone, like, just scrolling. Like, I've always been obsessed with it. Um, So then when I, like, I don't know, I, I think I was 20, like, I was a junior in college, um, and, like, completely randomly just tweeted the way that I always have, always, like, my whole life, and it, I guess like it was just the right time for it and it resonated with people. And then that the rest was sort of history.
0: Then you was start... yeah, kind of history. So what were you doing before all of this? Like you're in college. Where did you go to school? Like, what were you studying? Like what were you thinking your life was going to be like before you had the, the Twitter moment?
1: God, I don't even know. So it's so funny. Like I remember when I graduated laying in bed and crying because I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. Like I literally had no idea. Like there was no part of me that I think some people go to college and they're like, you know, I'm going to be a nurse or I'm going to do this. I'm going to go and study marketing and that's what I'm going to do or whatever. I had no idea every day of my life. I'm like, thank God I happened to be good at typing 280 characters into a website. Otherwise, I would be destitute. Like, I would have <laughs> no prospects. I have no idea what I thought I was going to do with my life.
0: And did you, like, immediately know, like, okay, this could be a career? Or did it take a while to be like, I'm not going to get a traditional job. Like, this is viable.
1: It definitely – I mean, I never would have. Yeah. I never would have thought. I mean, even though, like, I feel like we grew up – um, kind of in the age where you could get a job from social media, but not really. Not like Like, I feel like right, I mean, like right now, I think it's a lot easier to be like, okay, social media is a viable career, but a couple of years, like five years ago, it's just like when I was kind of ending college and looking into it, I was like, no, like that's not, maybe if I had a YouTube channel, maybe if I, you know, but not, certainly not from just Tweeting. Yeah.
0: And how did people react like in the beginning? And like, I guess now too, like your friends and family and like the people around you. Was it like weird for anybody? Was it weird for you that all of a sudden you're like a Twitter influencer, <laughs> basically? Which, by the way, is the
1: worst influencer you can be. No, I actually like it,
0: think it's the hardest one. Like, I'm going to get into that, but
1: I think it's so hard. Like, it's so hard. You get, there's no money, there's no perks. It's, like literally, just like fake numbers, and then people being mean to you. Like yeah. it is like the worst influencer <laughs> to be. But, um, no, my fa- my family. I mean, like it took some getting used to for everybody. Um, and definitely when I was younger and I was just starting out, I was so excited by the whole thing and like so excited to be getting these the fucking dopamine rush of getting those so numbers that made. like I did put it before sometimes people's feelings Um, and like I did I have had to learn as I've gone like these are the kinds of things that you don't like don't tweet about that or like you know use caution or ask or like do this or that but in the beginning I was just like this is really funny and I'm going to tweet it and especially when it came to things in my own life that I thought were funny like I mean, I, yeah, I definitely got in trouble with some friends and definitely some guys that I was interested in. Because um, you were, like, tweeting just, about them. Yeah, and they, like, didn't didn't like their whole life being – but it's like, I'm not using your name, but still. It's so know? annoying
0: when they get mad because I've had the same situation on TikTok with, like, a guy texting me being like, can you take that down? And I'm like, "I it's not like I uh, used your name. Like, nobody would know it's you. Like, get
1: off your high horse. Like, maybe your friends would know, but also it's uh, – My philosophy has sort of always been like, you did it. Like, I'm just
0: talking about it. Yeah, I'm just sharing it to the public. Like, it already happened. Um, So walk me through, like, what does a day in your life typically look like? Like, how much of this time are are you spending on the internet? Like, what does your day-to-day look like? Because I feel like people are generally so interested in, like, what we do all day.
1: What do I do all day? I mean, it's so funny because for about a year, I literally did not have a job. I didn't do any, like, I didn't have anything to do. I couldn't work. So I was, like, doing nothing. And now now I have to get myself in a routine. So I I don't know. What I do on a day-to-day basis, like, most of it is, like, housewife shit. Like, most of it is basically just taking care of myself, which takes so much effort. Um, But I record one day a week for my podcast. I have a show with Spotify one day a week. Other than that, I, I just do like things I need to get done around the house or, you know, like errands stuff. And then prep, obviously prep work is important. I feel like if you want to stay up on what the internet is talking about and what people are interested in and what the trends are and like, what is the vibe, I guess, like you do have to spend time on the internet all day and it's exhausting, um, I wouldn't recommend it. Like, yeah. <laughs> my brain is broken, but yeah, yeah. I guess that's what I think. So
0: when you're like going to like form a tweet, is that like premeditated or is it usually off the cuff or is it like a mixture? Like, do you have any rhyme or reason? Or are you kind of just like trigger happy tweeting? Like that came <laughs> in my head. It'll be funny.
1: My drafts are years long. I mean, years and years and years, because I used to just kind of like tweet something off the cuff, but then it's just so, it's stressful. It's like scary. Um, And I always want to make sure that it's like worded right. And like, I went through a phase of like really premeditating, like really like knowing like at seven o'clock, I'm going to tweet this and, you know, this is the wording and this is that. And now I don't care about it as much because it's not my only source of, you know, income Mm -hmm. or like it's not like my only, yeah, my only source of content. So like, it doesn't stress me out as much. And I do tweet things just off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I get stressed. Like if I haven't tweeted in a while, I like yeah. the panic sets in and I'm like, Oh my God, out. I have to tweet something. It has to do well. Um, like scroll through my drafts yeah. and then I'll like freak out and delete everything. Like, yeah, it's, I feel
0: like it's that pressure when you, like, remember, like, oh, shit, I have to post something I haven't posted in, like, four hours or a day. And then all of a sudden there's an additional pressure, like, well, it has to be good because I haven't been doing it, like, a lot. Um, It's so overwhelming. But so, like, you were just touching on, you know, how often you're – trying to take care of yourself because it is such, like, an all-consuming thing. And specifically, I think what you were saying about, like, having to be tuned into the internet, like, if we're not watching that stuff, we're not going to be able to make, like, content that resonates with, like, the current day-to-day, like, what's going on. How do you, like, take care of yourself and, like, deal with, like, all the pressure that comes along with the fact that, like, when you log on to these apps, like, hundreds of thousands of people are, like, sitting there waiting for you to post? (laughs)
1: Uh, well... I guess you just get numb to it eventually. Like if I was just starting out now, I think it would be a lot more stressful because now, like when I started, it wasn't so much a thing of like you go on Twitter, like for an audience or like you are trying to gain followers and you're trying to, it was like a very niche thing. Like yeah. what happened to me was like not typical at all. Um, and so like feeling that pressure, uh, It was very lonely, but I feel like now if you're starting out and you want to make content, you feel like everything you do is being watched. Where, like, when I started, not everything I did was being watched. Um, So I'm, like, used to it just by virtue of it being five years now that I've been doing this. Um, But the pressure, like it only hits once in a while. And yeah. I remember that it's there. Yeah. And then I like want to die. It's like, it's scary. It's like yeah. so scary. And like, you understand that internet culture and internet fame is so fleeting. Like, yeah, it's really hard to keep it going. And like, people have their 15 minutes and you know, careers go up and down. And, and that's, that's all fine. But like, when you remember that, like, this could all go away tomorrow, it's that's when it
0: gets scary. Yeah. yeah. So you got your start on Twitter, but obviously, like, you have Instagram now, you have TikTok, all of it. What are the differences between the platforms to you? Like, which one do you like the best? And, like, are there a lot of people that are primarily, like, tweeters like when I think about it I think you Caucasian James like a couple others like pop into my head but like I don't know of anybody that like lives on my Twitter feed as like a tweeter so like what do you think about when you're thinking of the different platforms like do you have a favorite and like are there people like you who are just like primarily Twitter
1: Mm Me, um I definitely post on every app differently yeah I mean I don't I don't know if I'm sure that that's typical but like Twitter, I don't know. Twitter is so second nature to me that I don't even have a way to classify it. I like, it's a certain type of writing. It's a certain style. Um, And I'm not necessarily as open on there as I used to be just because I have 570,000 followers on there. Like, I cannot be tweeting about my life as much as I used to. Um, Instagram... I'm way more annoying on Instagram. I'll post stories like a hundred times a day. Like definitely more like I'm going to talk about myself. Twitter is more, I'm going to make this relatable to everyone. Instagram is, this is about me. You're following me kind of thing. Yeah. And then TikTok, I have the fewest followers. So it's the most fun for me. Like I have maybe 40,000 followers on TikTok and it feels like I'm talking to two people. It's amazing. Like I don't have any pressure. Like I'm literally like, this is a dumb thought that popped into my head. I, I have a blast when I post on TikTok. But like, yeah. I'm not trying on there. It's honestly
0: so interesting because I feel like a lot of people would say the same thing. Like, the platform where they have the least followers is the one that's the most fun. And, like... I think that Twitter is so much fun because I like have no followers on Twitter, but like some of my followers from TikTok have found me, but like very few, and it's just fun for me to like do that thing, like feeling like no one's watching, and then some of the tweets will do well, and I'm like, oh wait, people are, but it's like it's there's no pressure there, um, no pressure, like it's none. amazing, it's amazing. So you are like a big dating relationships, like that's like how I got into your tweets, and you're like. Twitter style. Where do you get inspiration from? Is it like shit that comes in your head, or is it like you're going on dates and like these are things that have happened to you and like thoughts you've had from experience?
1: Well, I've always been like the the therapist of my friend groups. Yeah. Um, and like I have a lot of friends in different, you know, areas, whatever. So I've heard it all. Like yeah. I really have heard it all. And also like I I've experienced a lot of things. Um, I date a lot. Well, not as much as I. I don't know. I'm in a weird phase of my life right now. I feel like in my early 20s, like I was definitely the girl going on Hinge dates or like meeting guys at bars and like doing all that stuff. The pandemic really kind of put a put a, a, a damper on that. Um, but I think when it comes to dating and relationships, like honestly you just, like, have to have some kind of calm to your, like, entire, like, the way you approach dating and relationships, like, you have to have that center of calm. And if there's one thing that I want to do with my content, it's to make sure people are, like, like, it's all crazy. It's all fucking crazy. You're gonna have (laughs) crazy experiences. You're gonna go on dates where you're like, what the fuck just happened to me? But, like, you have to stay calm. Yeah, you have to be in the driver's seat. Yeah, it's because, like, you're approaching a wild animal. Like, if you're – you can't, like, feed a wild animal by being like, ah! Like, you have
0: to be – you know? Like, Like, really, really
1: docile.
0: (laughs) So, okay, what is, like, one of the craziest dates that you've been on in your life? Like, what comes to mind is, like, something that happened to you that you were like, what the fuck is this? Like, that's definitely content.
1: Oh, God. You know, I've been on all the typical dates where they talk about, you know, tearing their ACL and, you know, when they don't let you talk the entire date and all that. Um, But sometimes people do things that you can tell no one has ever told them that that is like not an acceptable, society acceptable thing. Like I went on a date, I was probably 22. It was a fine date, not a love connection. But at the end of the date, he takes out one of those like, like floss stick things and like was flossing at the table. No. Like little flecks of food. I'm like, you're like, what "What the fuck? I'm like almost there. I think I didn't know what to do. I was like, does he not know? Is he like trying to scare me off? Like, what is this behavior? Yeah. Who raised you to like think that that's okay? And like, I don't know, like weird things like I went on oh, it had to be one date with this guy. Like we like made out once and then we went on one date and then I kind of ghosted him because I was like, I'm not really, I'm interested. Which by the way, I think if you've gone on one date with someone, you don't really owe them an explanation. Agreed. I think we can all as adults understand that like yeah, it just wasn't a connection, whatever. Yeah. Like there's no question there. Like, oh yeah, I know what happened here. So anyways, I like kind of ghosted him, didn't want to see him. And then I was <laughs> drunk <laughs> and I texted him like kind of, hey come over kind yeah. of thing and he came over and literally screamed at me like yelled at me like my roommates were both home being like do we need to intervene like screaming at me being like I was like really into you and now you're just like a booty call to me and like how dare you text oh my me like God. yelling at Why me did and he <laughs> I've met you once like what are you talking about
0: that is so fucking crazy
1: but it is like one of the things where it's like clearly no one has ever told you how to behave like a human being and I don't I don't understand how these people like slip through the cracks yeah right like I think generally society is pretty good at being like hey here's like normal behavior don't do that yeah maybe don't, like, scream at people or don't floss in front of people at the table. That's weird. Like, I don't know how you miss that. How do you miss those? (laughs) How do you miss those cues?
0: And also, what date is that person ever going to go on where the girl is going to be like, that's normal behavior? Like, I'm pretty sure most people are going to think that that's weird. Yeah. And, like,
1: I literally, like, didn't know what to do. Like, I was speechless. The woman was too fucking sad to speak. (laughs) Oh, my God. So,
0: do you have a dating app of choice where like that's the one where you think it's like the most normal or are you kind of like this is all a shit show
1: sorry I like kind of
0: no no no. do you have like a dating app of choice where you think it's the best one or is it like they are
1: all a shit show or like they're all good like they're all fine like if you are using an app you better know what you're looking for and as long as you have the intention of what you want you're probably going to at least sort of find it. I mean, I use hate to sound the way I'm about to sound, but like I use Raya. Yeah. And it's the worst. It's literally the worst app. Like there there is no app worse than it. It seems pretentious to me. It's the and the men on there I think there's just something to me about a man who knows that he, who, like, really thinks he's cool, like, really yeah. thinks he's shit. I'm, like. It's not for me. Okay. No, no. I can't I can't deal with that. But I have met a couple, like, good guys on there, you know. But it's because I'm coming in with the intention of, like, I'm not wasting time. Yeah. Like, we're either going to go out or we're not. Like, I'm not, like, talking to you on this app for two weeks I like, think
0: that that is so weird I literally tell everybody if in like 72 hours it is not moved off the app
1: or there isn't like a date set what are you doing like you don't know that person I don't even and like this maybe is like an insane thing to do but I don't even like do a whole conversation like if oh. they ask me out in the first like five messages I'm like sure yeah cool like, I don't know
0: <laughs> no but like what's the point of like having a pen pal with a stranger the whole point of a dating app is to meet up with
1: them it's the whole point of the app is to get off the app. Like, like that's the whole. Literally. It's not like a place to like we, you can text like you don't have to like text on the little app, I'm not texting on some app like no. I want to go on a date. That's why I'm on a dating exactly.
0: app. Exactly. That's the whole point. So <laughs> dating in New York, like we all know that there's like so much stigma around how horrible it is to date in New York. I need to hear your two cents. Like, what are your thoughts? Do you think it's really that fucking bad or do you think like. You know, it compares to other cities. Like, how has dating in New York been for you? Like, what is that experience? The thing about New York
1: City, people settle down pretty late. Yeah. Like, it's not... Like, I have a friend who just... (laughs) I'm 25. Um, I have a friend who just got married, but she lives in Texas. And I'm like, this kind of makes sense. Or even, like, most of my friends are in the Midwest and they're starting to, like, really look for that partner and settle down. In New York people don't get married till they're, like, in their mid-30s, yeah. you know? So the dating scene can be tough, especially if you're not from here or, you're like, you're not an East Coast girl. Like, I'm a Midwest girl. There's a part of my heart that's always, like, I have to get married in the next, like, three years, you know? Yeah. Um, even though I don't really feel that way. So, like, the dating, life, it can be tough, but it's not any less, it's not any more tough. And I would even argue it's easier. Yeah. Because of, like, the way New York City is, First of all, there's always something going on. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. There's always something happening. Um, everything's always open really late. Like you're always going to be able to find a reservation somewhere like kind of cool. Like, yes. you know, there's a million little spots. There's a hundred thousand people around you at all times. So it does feel safe. Yeah. Like you're going to go like you're meeting a stranger on a dating app. Yes, that's a little bit intimidating, but you're going somewhere where there's literally thousands of people around you at all times like yeah you're gonna be okay also there's like
0: if you want to go on a date like when people are like i want a boyfriend so bad like i don't really subscribe to the idea that you should be like chasing people down at all but if you want a boy like if you want a partner if you want a boyfriend it is really not that difficult in a city where there is this many fucking single people
1: so many people and we're like all single and like who like (sighs) I, it does sort of like uh, yeah. I hate that idea. I'm like dating in New York is the worst. It's like first of all, it's not. It's I'm not. sure it's so much harder to date in a town when you like know everybody. Like yeah. I'm sure that sucks. Yeah. What do you do if you live in Wyoming? How are you dating? Yeah. You know. You're not. <laughs> what are you doing? No offense to Wyoming. I'm sure it's a nice place to live. <laughs> but if you live in like a small town
0: or city, like who are you going to date that you don't already know? Like, like I
1: there's so many people here. Like you can find someone. Yeah. And people are generally down to like. Do things, yeah. try things, go places. People here are like, fun. That's like another thing. Like, yeah, they're fun, and like, just don't fucking date anybody who's got Goldman Sachs in their bio. Like, yeah, just
0: be intelligent
1: about it. That's just, I mean, unless that's like really your thing and your type, and that's what you want. But like, you know, you're not gonna have a good time with those types of people. Like, yeah, know yourself, and you'll have a fine time. Exactly. So has your social media
0: presence changed your dating life at all? I mean, like, I feel like since you've been doing it (laughs) for five years, you probably were like getting started in the twenties dating scene when you like had social media, but like, how has it changed? Do you tell guys? Like, do they just find out? Do they know? Like, how do you manage that?
1: I have to be so transparent about it from the jump because people are crazy. Like people are really okay. I don't mean it like that. I just mean like people can be really sensitive, especially men. And it's important for me that I explain. I'm gonna say stuff. It's not necessarily how I feel. Like yeah. I'm probably exaggerating. I'm probably making a joke. Like, but I also want to be able to talk about how I feel. So because of that, I just am transparent about it. Like, hey, yeah. I have this social media presence, and like, I might tweet about you, but it's like probably not really about you. It's just kind of like about life, yeah, or whatever.
0: That makes sense. I feel like it's always kind of like, how do you bridge that topic? Like on a dating app, like it's so awkward to be like, so no. by the way, no, you just have the... to like say it
1: on the first, yeah. honestly, on the first stage. Like, by the way, this is what I do for a living. Yeah. Um, you know, it's. I mean, I've had to learn to do that. I definitely didn't do that at first. first like, yeah. I always think like, there's a one that got away for me, and it's this guy that I like really was into, but. He did something kind of weird um, when we were hanging out, and I tweeted about it. And we just, like, he, like, never wanted to see me again after that. And that sucks because, like, I really liked him. But, like, I should have just been really transparent with him and been, like, I'm going to tweet about. Yeah.
0: Because then you can avoid that whole, like, awkwardness of them feeling like you, like, went behind their back or whatever. Um, Right. And that can be like so stressful, especially when it feels like it's someone you really like and you're like, well, it wasn't even like if I had just told you, like it's not really about you. I was like, you did the weird thing. Like, sorry. Again, it goes back to like they're doing the weird shit that we put online. So like, why are you getting mad? Like you executed that action. Like we all watched.
1: (laughs) You made a choice. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you made the choice to tell me you were still in love with your ex girlfriend when I was naked on top of you. Like, you made the choice. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. I literally had a situation where this guy.
0: Who was literally from Staten Island, was not telling his parents that we were seeing each other during like deep COVID because they were older. So I felt severely uncomfortable and he was sneaking to me and having to see me. Then he like snuck me into Staten Island and I met all of his friends. And then like a week later, he was like, we can't do this because I can't lie to my parents. And I posted a TikTok about like that and like how weird it was. And he like texted me this message about taking it down and got so upset. And I was like, but you
1: did that. Like that was what you did. Yeah, I had a guy... Uh, yeah. I had a guy basically be like, cause I made a couple TikToks about some shitty things that this guy had said to me. And he was just like, um, like really mad at me about it. He's like, I don't want to be part of your narrative. I'm like, there's no narrative. You literally said that. What are you talking Sorry, about you not remember? Literally, what are you talking about? <laughs> it was rare, I was there. Okay. Like yeah. I remember it. All too okay? well. <laughs>
0: like, um, so clearly you have a lot of dating experience what is your best dating advice? Like when people ask you like, what is your best advice when it comes to like casual dating, New York dating, dating in your 20s, what would it be?
1: Know what you want. I mean, be really, really know what you want and communicate what you want. Like if you, like it's really hard to know yourself. I feel like none of us really do, but like as much as you can do soul searching and be like, I don't really want a full relationship right now. I just want to be casually dating. That is fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with wanting to casually date, but you need to go into your like um interactions with with the knowledge that you're not looking for something serious and communicating like, "Hey, like I'm not really looking for something right now." Because otherwise like people do get hurt, you might get hurt like yeah. just know yourself. It creates so much less tension, so many less problems, so much less drama. Because, like, people might get mad at you for only wanting something casual. Yeah. They're wrong. Like, you are allowed to want whatever you want.
0: I totally agree. I think people – and I think that this is something that – I have done in my past and women do a lot where we say like we're hooking up with someone it's never discussed and then when we finally get the courage to ask they say I'm just looking for something casual and all of a sudden he's a dick and it's like unless he really led you on to believe it was something else he's actually not a dick and then you yeah. wouldn't be an asshole if you if he asked you what do you want and you said something casual so long as you didn't lead him on if that is the first conversation yeah. you're having Nobody is at
1: fault. Does it still hurt? Sure, it's allowed to, but it doesn't mean they're a bad person. Totally. And I and I think conversely as well. Like I've spent a lot of time being afraid to want something serious or like want something like more because I don't know, you're conditioned as like a young woman especially to like be chill and be cool and like want something casual and like that's fine if that's what you want, but if that's not what you want, just say it. Fuck it. Like, what's the worst yeah. they're going to do? Like, not want to date you? Okay. Then Somebody go find else someone will. who want to date you. Yeah, exactly. You know
0: what I mean? I think that that's really, really good advice. So pivoting a little bit from dating. I know, like, you must face this, but I have no idea what it's like on Twitter. I only know what it's like on TikTok, and it's hell there. The hate commenters and the bots and just the trolls, like, is that – what is that like on Twitter? Have you experienced a lot of that and how the fuck do you deal with it? Cuz I think that we could all benefit from that.
1: I am first going to say this. TikTok is a nightmare. Say nightmare. It's <laughs> worse. It's worse because it's like 13-year-olds who like read one thing and like are deciding to like tell you you're I I don't know, like I made a TikTok about my how I, like, jokingly think of my therapist as mommy and my psychiatrist as daddy. And people are like, this is misogynistic. I'm like, you're insane. <laughs> you're crazy. Like, what? What are you talking about? Um, Yeah, so TikTok, I will say, is so much worse. And I'm really sorry. Like, I love having not a lot of followers on TikTok because <laughs> I'm vibing on there. But it's so bad. TikTok, Twitter is a, a different beast. Twitter, what gets to you, is not the hate comments so much. Is just the fact that every single person thinks that they get to weigh in on every single thing you've ever said, and like it's the really small things that drive you crazy. Where it's just constantly people telling you like, this joke would have been better if you said this, and it's like, okay, write your own tweet. Like, damn, like I don't know the hate comments, the really overt ones. Those don't really bother me because it's like, wow, you really don't have a life. Also, like, you have an anime avatar, like. I don't think we have, like, you know, like, you have things you need to work on. This is not about me. Yeah. Um, And obviously, I've gotten crazy ones. I've gotten death threats. I've gotten rape threats. Like, I've gotten all that. But the things that really bother are just the, like, really constant, like, like, I'll tweet about my period and guys being like, uh, you like, I, why would you tweet this? I don't know. It's not for you. Yeah. it's not Who real do? why do you think that everything made on the internet has to please you otherwise it's not good or it's it's like not important or interesting yeah. like
0: and then it becomes like being a female content creator is brutal when you wind up on the wrong timeline and the wrong for you page
1: that's what drives me crazy like hate comments like the overt ones like the really like fuck you bitch it's always like okay <laughs> like you're crazy and what about it? Um, And versus, but the, it's the small things that just add up where it's like, I literally didn't ask you to yeah. say this. Why are you saying this? That drives me crazy. Yeah, no. I- and then Instagram, I don't know. I don't get a lot of hate comments on Instagram.
0: Instagram's the best one. I will stand by that with the hate comments for sure. Um, So do you see yourself like continuing to do this all? Like in five years, do you still want to be like podcasting and tweeting and doing Instagram? Or do you see yourself like, I'm dropping this act. I want to do something else. Or, like, I, I don't know.
1: Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. If you had asked me five years ago if I'd still be doing this, I don't know if I would have known. Yeah. Um, I, like, I, I don't know. I'm interested to see where things go, especially because – Like, I find TikTok really fascinating because, like, the democratization of content, like, the way that kind of anybody can go viral and, like, anyone can gain a following from, like, whatever niche thing they're doing. I think that that's really fascinating. And so I'm interested to see the way that, like, content and um, the way we consume content, like, the way that that shifts and, like, whether or not I'm going to still have a place in that, I don't know. Or whether or not I'm still interested in it, I don't know. Well,
0: okay. One thing that we know you're still going to be interested in is Taylor Swift. So uh, tell me about the Taylor Swift show that you do. And also, like, I want to hear your top three favorite albums. Like, what are the Taylor Swift big three of Ellie's life like that you need? (laughs) You could take away all the others, just three. Oh,
1: I can't. Um, Well, the Taylor Swift show is so funny because I had been talking to Spotify Green Room about doing a show, and they're like, Well, we're inter- you know, what do you think of thinking or what's interesting to you? And I was thinking more broad. I was thinking, like, I don't know, like I talk about music a fair amount, or like we could do a dating show, we could do something. And they were like, Would you all be interested in doing like a Taylor Swift show? And I was like, Oh, yeah, twist my arm. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> That's my dream like that's my dream and it's so funny like I you're supposed to I guess in like negotiations or whatever kind of be like aloof kind of and be like yeah like I'll think about that and I'll get back." I didn't even I was like yeah you're like I'm down yeah I'm doing <laughs> Sign it <me> I'll, up. <laughs> I'll up right now today I love it um but I love I mean I love Taylor Swift so much I think she's like just the artist of our generation um I try really hard to separate I don't know like the whole parasocial relationship thing but the yeah. problem is yeah, like, I will defend her to the end of the world. Yep. Any of her enemies are my enemies. Like, I yeah. I love her. I think she's right always. Yeah. She's never been wrong. <laughs> like,
0: no, I agree. And I think, like, anybody who doesn't like her is, number one, jealous. Or number yes. two, it's internalized misogyny. Because, like, any woman that's writing songs about men that hurt her are automatically going to be cast off as, like, superfluous. But if a man did the same thing, they're, they're, they're not They're you know, wow, they're really in touch with their emotions to be able to write a breakup song. And it's like, that's bullshit.
1: I love all the TikToks that are like, men don't like Taylor Swift because they literally do not understand the lyrics. Like they don't have the intellectual (laughs) power to understand who's talking, which is true. We don't want you to
0: like, just don't, don't talk shit about her, but we don't want you to like her if
1: you're going to be awful about it. Like you need to learn something, okay? Yeah, I think that's what we're doing. Okay, so top um, three albums. I don't know because it rotates. The ones I'm listening no. to right now. Let me think. Right now, my t- my rotation of what I've been listening to, it's Lover because I'm in. It's almost Valentine's Day, and also yeah. Crush Era. Um, Reputation because Justice for Reputation, that's also really romantic album, and I that feels good right now. And I'm still on red, but I I guess it would be evermore is kind of my third rotation.
0: Okay. You have a similar I, Taylor Swift taste to me because I am a lover and reputation supremacist and nobody understands. I'm like, no. No,
1: reputation is so complex. First of all, reputation is so complex. But also secondly, lover didn't get its snaps because mm-hmm. she the, the pandemic, like yeah. fucked it. If there had been a lover tour... You know, that there, this would be a whole different conversation. Yeah. It just didn't get its moment in the sun because it came out and then the pandemic happened and then Folklore came out and then it, you know, won album of the year and all that. And that's fine. That's great. Folklore is an amazing album. It's one of the most lyrically complex. It's gorgeous. But I love Lover. I love Lover.
0: Lover, like, yeah, has my heart. Everybody it. always is like, you would. Like, you're the kind of person that would like Lover. I'm like, it just sings to me. Like, it's so happy. And yes, also I'm sad. lover girl. What about it? Yeah, Sorry. Let me be. Okay. So another thing that I like, just have to ask you is your past as a theater kid, your 54 day 54 below debut. Like, let's talk about it. I did not know that you sang or that you did any of that. Like, what was that? Like, I loved the outfit. I loved everything. Like, do you want to sing more? Like,
1: tell us. It's really funny because like the first 17 years of my life, like that was like all I did. I like was completely yeah. like theater like 100 percent. that's what I did and then I just kind of was like no I I want to go to college and be a sorority girl and like not pursue this yeah so it's it's very funny to me that I kind of ended up doing performative like stuff anyway like that's yeah. funny to me um but yeah 54 below that was such a crazy experience my um my friend Zach he was like running this show and he's like it's, it's called comedians earnestly singing Broadway and I'm not I wouldn't classify myself as a comedian no you um, are you're funny you make jokes on the internet very sweet um but I was just like sure like if you want me to be in this show like sure and I hadn't performed since I was 17 um oh, wow and I remember Like, I had, and, like, I didn't know how it would feel. I was, like, very nervous, obviously. And during rehearsals and stuff, like, I literally was, like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, I don't know what to do with my body. Like, I'm so awkward. I don't know where to look. I don't know what to do. It's been so long. Yeah. And then the second I, like, got up and the actual audience was there and I was, like, doing it, I was, like... It was like my body took over. It was like I was not there. It was like autopilot. I was like, yeah. oh, I know what to do, and it felt so good. And I do miss performing. I don't know how much that's going to be part of my like life like, and my yeah. brand, but it's fun. Like anytime I get to do it, like I'll do it um, yeah. as a hobby, I guess. I cannot
0: imagine, because I also haven't performed anything since I was 17, and I, like, did so much theater in high school. I just cannot imagine getting up in front of people and singing. Like, it has been so long for me that I would oh, just, no. like, be like, oh, my God, I'm so fucking scared.
1: Also, I was, like, out like, I literally was shaking. Like, my legs were shaking the whole time I was doing it. Because yeah. I was just, like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like, what if, like, nothing comes out? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What did you sing? I sang Stars in the Moon. Um Love. Jason Robert Brown song and yeah I love that song oh my god I love it
0: okay well next time you perform I'll have to come because I love 54 (laughs) below um okay I have two more questions for you before we wrap up so the first one what is an ideal Friday night for you so like what if in the ideal world not like typical but like I'm giving you the opportunity to have the best Friday night that you could imagine like what would it be
1: Mm. Well, first of all, in the winter, I'm obsessed with staying in on Fridays, oh, but me too. <laughs> my ideal Friday, if I could do anything, I guess, I don't know, go some dinner somewhere. Cool. Like dinner somewhere really good. Like one of those restaurants you can never get into yeah. like Don andy, like, you know, like that kind I of thing Don where Angie. you never find a reservation. Um, And then after that, like go get a cocktail somewhere very interesting. Also like analog or please don't tell or little branch or something like that. Um, and then go to like a fun bar, like a Pyramid Club, like Niagara, like somewhere you can dance. Oh, I love baby. Niagara. That
0: is my shit. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's, a fun bar.
1: it's the it's best. A fun bar. Except the last time I was there, um, a bunch of like clearly like NYU kids kind of came in and I heard one of them go, whoa, like everyone here is like really old. And then the other one went, yeah, they're all like 25. And I was like, right you're now you're like shut up bitch i will kill you! i do it right
0: now oh my god no way that's like a euphoria quote right there like I feel like the euphoria high school kids would be like everyone's old they're 25 like that's that
1: attitude so I, I like haven't been back because that was oh so traumatic I was yeah like, I, I, I'm out oh my god um, so like that. and then it would be like one of those nights where you were like ah like let's keep going out um it's like 1 30, maybe 2 at this point in our night.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and we've got two options. One, we go and book a karaoke room, like really just splurge. Like so fun. all of us, we spend like $500 on like a private room and like we just do karaoke till 4 in the morning. Um. Or B, we go to Marie's Crisis yes. in the West Village and sing Broadway songs and drink their seven-dollar drinks and just have a have a blast. We have the same ideal night. I think it's the
0: <laughs> former theater kid energy. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay. And my last question: What TV show character, like any character, any show, like do you feel like you are? Like I know there are so many, and that's like a big question. So you could give some a combo but like who are you like what do you emulate what's your energy
1: I am sorry to even say this but it is like kind of true I'm like a mix of Leslie Nope and Kelly Kapoor oh my god that is so it you just like, knew that just hit the nail on the head I know like I'm I am these two women who are very different and
0: yet like the same that is amazing um okay and before I let you go What is some advice you have to listeners that are all like women in their 20s, like that are just probably going through it right now? What is like the Ellie Schnitt advice?
1: The Ellie Schnitt advice is like, it's going to be fine, you know, like things can seem really intense in the moment and you are allowed to freak out and be upset about it in the moment. As long as you understand that like this right now, like your early 20s, especially like it's like fake life
0: yeah the
1: times you're gonna look back on and be like oh my god like I was so fucking stupid like what was I doing that's so funny like and be glad that you had these kind of like embarrassing stories bad dates you know crazy friend things bad roommates bad job like it's okay if everything's a little bit of a mess right now, because right now is not the time that you need to know. You don't need to know what the fuck you're doing until you're like 30. Like who cares? Yeah. You know, like totally. just enjoy it. And it's going to be just fine. Let it happen. That is amazing advice. Um, well, thank
0: you so much for chatting with me today. I will link where you can find Ellie go see her TikToks Cause that is where she's truly vibing. It's so fun. And you and I will have to have that Friday night and book a karaoke room in the near future nearly anytime thank you so much ellie yeah of course okay okay besties i love you so much i hope you enjoyed this week's episode sending you big love big hug all the good vibes all the good energy to take into your week i will see you next effing week i am altering to mondays right now just because my thursdays have become so clouded by things especially travel so you will have a solo episode for me out on monday i love you guys so much have the best week take advantage of everything life has to offer honor your life do your best sending you a big hug i love you bitches xoxo